Welcome to the Stargate Archives, buried deep within Cheyenne Mountain. Welcome to the Stargate Archives and another Stargate Theatre. This episode, I'm going to be talking about the Corin Nemec starring Sand Sharks, a shark movie. There's been many, many shark movies made over the years, some very bad, some very good, some costing incredible amounts of money and still being very bad. Sand Sharks is a B movie, lower end budget, but highly entertaining nevertheless. It's released in the UK January the 9th, 2012. And in the US, April the 1st, 2012. It was directed by Mark Aitkins. He's got many of similar genre in his resume. Monster Island, Android Cop, Princess of Mars. He's also a writer and cinematographer. The writer and the screenplay for this movie, Joe Benkis and Cameron Larson. Not too much to go into it at this point. I actually own the DVD for this. Bought it quite a few years ago. No commentary, unfortunately. Always useful to have a commentary on a DVD. Makes things much easier for doing research, but never mind. Right then, you want to jump right into it? Ah, no, I do. <laughs> Sand sharks. Oh, just remember, there will be a lot of spoilers in this discussion. So by all means, grab yourself a copy and watch the movie first. Okay then, American World Pictures. Simple and straightforward, no overblown five minutes of production credits. Straight into some trials bikes. Zooming across the dunes. It seemed to be a hell of a lot of that. I wonder if this was actually taking advantage of, a, of an existing event. Not sure they've got a few GoPros on the handlebars of some of the bikes as well. Good value for money footage, if that's what they've done. I'm not overly keen on the title music. That's a bit, a bit dinky. But yeah, nice sharp footage. Bodes well for the movie. And the rider, number 72, takes a spill. Gets back on his bike. Tries to start it, not having any luck. Goes for his friend Tim. Looks around, looks at the sand dune, and a shark bursts out. <laughs> Death number one within the first couple of minutes. Yes, this film bodes well. Another bike comes up. Well, let's assume this is Tim. And he sees the, well, <laughs> the pennant from his friend's bike and the helmet. He starts pulling on the pennant and looks around, and through the dunes comes a huge shark fin. <laughs> run for your life, mate. Run. Man and Machine versus Sand Shark. For some reason he heads towards the ocean. I'm not quite sure I'd do that, but who knows? Maybe the Sand Sharks don't like water. Anyway, he takes a spill. The shark overestimates and leaps straight over. Score one for the human. But it circles around and grabs him by the feet. And then we're given a nice long shot of his, his body, his helmet, being pulled along the beach. Just like in Jaws when you saw the woman being dragged around by her feet with just her head and shoulders above the water. And sand sharks in big bold letters on the screen. Yep, this is going to be fun. We get some long shots of the, the beachfront, the uh, local community, Boardwalk. Looks a nice small town. And this is when we're introduced to Jimmy Green, played by Corin Nemec. Corin, of course. Uh, Jonas Quinn from Stargate SG-1. Also Parker Lewis, Can't Lose, The Stand, Supernatural, Shooter, Ghost Whisperer. One of those actors that has been in an awful lot of stuff, but maybe isn't instantly recognisable by the general public. Corin is currently working on Blackwater Blues, his own project, which crowdfunded through Indiegogo. I am a backer of that. 
Looks like it will be an interesting production. A murder mystery set in the deep south. Anyhow, back to the movie. Well, Jimmy <laughs> looks a picture. Very slick, very smooth. Shirt collar, wide open, a gold chain. Tinted sunglasses. Got the patter, got the banter down. Walks into, it looks like the sheriff's office. Yep, and he meets the sheriff. John Stone, played by Eric Scott Woods. You'll have seen him in Charmed, Jag, Quantum Leap, Another World. Very definitely know each other. <laughs> Jimmy uh, takes a dig. How's your sister? Oh. <laughs> uh, Brenda now carries a gun. So, yeah, there's a history between all these three. I'm sure it's going to play out in the movie as well. Okay, then. It's the local council officers, the office of the mayor. Jimmy walks in. The saviour has returned. The mayor, hmm, a bit more sceptical. And we find out that Jimmy is the mayor's son. And of course, being his dad, he wants to know how much he needs. <laughs> how much? Not much. <laughs> but Jimmy's got a plan to save the town. What, money? I, I don't need... How much? You know what? Frankly, Pop, I'm insulted. Your son, the fruit of your loins, returns home to bring some life to the dying town that raised him in this... How much? Not much. And he also mentions an attack. So it makes you wonder... What sort of attack? Because those two guys on the bikes, that happened that morning. So was there a shark attack or some sort of attack earlier on? We're back on the beach. The sheriff and his deputy are having a look at the helmet with the decapitated head inside. Uh, the sheriff's convinced it's murder. His deputy, which is his sister, she's obviously implying it's a shark attack. The tide could have been in. You know, they could have been uh, in the dirt bikes going through the breakers. Yep, the, uh, the sheriff doesn't want to go down that route. The beaches stay open. Mayor's orders. Yeah, nice. Back at the mayor's office, Jimmy is still selling his idea of a spring break festival. The Sandman Festival. Huge cash cow. Everything that can be sold will be sold. And he'll go down as the uh, the mayor and the family that saves this small island. It's actually a pretty good idea, really. There's a huge market for destinations for teenage kids on spring break. Supply him with beer, food. Turn a blind eye to some of the more outlandish tactics and... There you go, you've got a resort destination. Do you practice that speech? A little wide, it's not rehearsed. Not really. <laughs> We're at the Pacific Marine Institute, 25134. A young woman is working at a boat. Phone rings, announces herself as Dr. Sandy Powers. Sandy's played by Brooke Hogan. Yep, the daughter of Hulk Hogan. On the phone is the deputy, Brenda Stone. She's looking for Sandy's father. He helped him with the previous shark problem, so... Looks like we're going to get the expert coming into town. Which is good, because the next scene is a beach and there's a guy buried in the sand while his girlfriend is applying a bit of sunscreen. Uh, she points out that uh, he forgot his anniversary, so whatever happens, he bloody well deserves it. Uh, she puts her hat over his head so he can't see anything and all we hear is a brief scream, some disturbance and, hey, blood and she's gone. Then he starts yelping as obviously something's nibbling at his toes and... He gets dragged down into the sun and he's gone. So the shark kills are racking up in a very imaginative way as well. <laughs> we get a view of the sand dunes and then at the airport. We have a couple of, well, I suppose, teenagers or early 20s talking about white sand social media for the festival. And a very good looking woman, Amanda Gore, played by Gina Holden. Gina's been in Flash Gordon, Fringe, Blood Ties, and Supernatural. Does a lot of Hallmark movies at the moment. She's playing Jimmy's lawyer, or more to the point, representing the investors in the festival. And, well, she ain't friendly, that's for sure. 
especially when Jimmy turns up in a golf cart to pick her up. <laughs> Jimmy, his lawyer and the interns are walking along the beach. He's expanding upon his festival proposals. Doesn't seem to be want to spend too much on infrastructure. No stages, limited accommodations. Why do a bunch of teenagers on spring break actually need rooms? <laughs> they should be happy with a couch. And they meet up with the sheriff and the deputy. Of course, here we see that Brenda and Jimmy have a history. He walked out on her or dumped her, left her with unpaid bills. No love loss there. And that's when they hear about the festival. It's the first the, the sheriff's department is hearing about it, which is a bit strange because you'd have thought permits and such forth. But of course, when your dad's a mayor, things like that probably get greenlit. The problem, of course, the last time Jimmy hosted a festival, 15 islanders were killed. And then, shark! <laughs> a young lad who were body surfing, got hit by a shark. His girlfriend runs up, drags the sheriff and his deputy down to the uh, waterfront. She's going on about shark, jumped up from the sands and, ki and killed her boyfriend. Nah, nah, no sharks in sand. They turn the back and, bump, she's gone as well. <laughs> and Amanda, just, having witnesses, just says... That's going to be bad for business. There's a town meeting going on. If you've seen Jaws, you know exactly what you're going to expect. Bit of pandemonium. The, the mayor is having trouble control the crowd. He points out that uh, there isn't, can't be a shark attack because there's no bodies. <laughs> While the uh, racers attack victim number one from the chalkboard. It announces that Dr. Powers is coming in from the mainland. What they don't know is that she's already there on the balcony watching the meeting. Old timer Angus comes in. Oh, I'll capture the shark for $10,000. It's a sand shark. It swims in the sand. They don't exist. Ha! Says you. Not quite quint, but respectable. Sandy sticks around after the meeting closes, introduces herself to the sheriff, then goes to the lab where she examines the body, but can't give any definitive information at this point. Well, it's morons in a dinghy time. We're in the middle of the night, a couple of guys are in the water going shark fishing. Well, <laughs> they don't get, they don't last long. They see a fin, the shark makes a grab at them, they lift up the dinghy and start running to the beach where they'll be safe. Unfortunately, it's a sand shark and so it nabs both of them as well. The following morning, the deputy Brenda and Sandy find the dinghy and they lift it over and the men's arms are still attached to it. Oh, clever, clever. Some nice prosthetics as well, I've got to admit that. Jimmy's there, of course. He tells Deputy Brenda that preserve the beach. He's got a letter from his daddy to prove it. But she's not having any of it. The beach is closed. At the lab, Sandy doesn't recognise the tooth they pulled from some of the remains. Although it could be a prehistoric sand tiger shark. Similar to something her dad found in the desert a few years back. Then we get news that the shark's been caught. Jimmy, of course. Looks like a plain old shark. And since we know that Jimmy rang a friend of his who's in the movie business and makes shark movies, yeah, well, bit suspicious, that. Dr. Powell's examines it and says it's been dead a week already and the teeth are the wrong size. So the mayor actually borders the beach remain closed. Hard luck, Jimmy. Jimmy never stays down for long, though. He's busy promoting the festival on social media and in local bars and that's when we see that the sand shark is eating through the electrical cable that feeds the island of course there's a island-wide blackout and for some reason everybody seems to be going to see jimmy at his motel amanda the lawyer brenda the deputy all sorts jimmy gets arrested 
At this point, I'm not quite sure why. Yes, he's a slimy, no-good, artful dodger-type character, but I'm not quite sure what he's done illegal at this point. Jimmy, in the back of the patrol car, apologises to Brenda. Uh, well, that wasn't working. <laughs> and they pass the sheriff, who's got his gun drawn on Jimmy's mate's parkey and the film crew. Uh, he's blaming them for the blackout, and by default, Jimmy for bringing them here. It makes some sense for actually arresting him. Not sure it'll stick, though. Sandy's on the beach, testing, and the shark starts circling her. Fortunately, the events that are going on in the car park with the sheriff and Sparky and Jimmy is only a few yards away from the beach where Sandy is, so they've all got a good look. It's not looking good. Sandy makes a run for it, managed to get onto the tarmac. This is where the shark actually cannot go. The mayor finally is convinced that there is a sand shark. He goes through a nice speech that the beach will stay closed, but unfortunately for him, he wanders onto the sand where he gets et. It is our civic duty to close this beach. I'm drawing a line in the sand. You mark my words. I will not rest until this beast is destroyed. Yay, sand shark. Unfortunately for Sparky, he's also on the beach and he's trying to get the power back up, which he manages to do about a tenth of a second before he too is eaten by the sand shark. Fortunately, there's a short and a huge explosion, and the shark gets blown into bits. Or at least, half of them gets blown into bits. So, yay! <laughs> uh, I don't think that's the end of it, because we're only about halfway through the movie, though. A new day dawns, with the death of the shark. Brenda informs Jimmy that the beach is open. It's what his dad would have wanted, he says. <laughs> Meanwhile, the sheriff is visiting Sandy. She's examining the truth again, confirms that it's from... A very young shark, not a prehistoric example, and if this was a baby shark, then where's the mommy? Of course, this gets the sheriff very worried, and he goes and sees Jimmy. Of course, at this point, Jimmy's actually starting to show a bit of intelligence. He successfully argues against closing the beach, because there is no proof anymore. Look, very bad for the sheriff in an election year. At that point, the power comes on, and bing, you know, <laughs> Jimmy the hero. Meanwhile, at the dock, we're seeing lots of teenagers coming into town for the festival. It's looking good. Looks like the social media campaign has worked. My guess is that the few people that they featured, they're all going to die a gruesome death. It is normally the case. Right, the Sandman Festival is well underway. Jamie is hosting. Unfortunately for the production, they haven't got that many extras, so not exactly huge crowd, shall we say. Uh, round the back, Jimmy comes out of his trailer, Amanda pounces on him, lays a big smacker on him, starts nibbling away, just as Brenda walks around the corner. She seems shocked, although they haven't really explained the fact that her and Jimmy are back together. Either way, she storms off. Jimmy is obviously taken with Brenda because he turns down Amanda. She's furious, just in time, get hit by the shark. <laughs> you know why you'll always be in someone's debt, Jimmy? You just don't have the head for business. So that's Amanda gone. Jimmy is a bit confused what to do, what to do. He decides he ain't going to tell anybody. And this is when his two interns appear. He tries to keep it quiet, but they notice the decapitated head under the trailer. Willie, he's in hysterics. He decides to quit, to walk away. This is the point when Erin grabs a bottle and smashes him over the head with it. He falls unconscious. This is their power play now. She wants a promotion from intern to a fully paid employee. 
And as she starts to drag the unconscious body away, the Sandshark makes another appearance. And she throws the body into its mouth to get away. Yes, bloodthirsty woman. It seems the festival, though, is in full swing. Jimmy's walking along the beach. He seems happy. Well, as happy as can be, anyway. We meet the two couples we first got introduced to at the docks. The two girls are looking to score a few drugs from the two lads. They're, the lads are busy building a sand shark castle. Agrees to give her some drugs if she gets her breast out to show, the, to show the shark. Well, she's willing to do that. She gets down on her knees and starts peeling off. And that's, of course, when the shark comes barreling through the sand and eats her. So that's another one down. In the main part of the crowd, a young woman is dancing alone. Whoop! She gets set as well. <laughs> Jimmy's running around in the chaos. Nothing to worry about. He's delusional, totally delusional. I hope he had some liability insurance because he's going to be screwed. At the moment, everybody's running everywhere. Brenda is there trying to protect the patrons, firing into the sand. Her and Jimmy start running off and chomp. Alas, Brenda gets bitten in half and <laughs> Jimmy... Jimmy drags half her body off into the car park and then tries to stuff her intestines back into her chest cavity. Uh, not a pretty sight. But credit to Brenda, she has the last word. Here, Jim. Dr. Powers and the Sheriff are being chased by the sharks. There are now three separate ones, so the mother and perhaps too young. The Doc was being rather ingenious. She was spreading around chum juice, drawing the sharks away from the crowds. Luckily the Sheriff and Sandy get to some rocky outcropping so they're safe and the Sheriff uses radio to contact Brenda. Oh dear, bad news for Brenda's brother. Well, Jimmy finally breaks down and tells the Sheriff that his sister's dead. Feels totally guilty, but the Sheriff actually consoles him. Points out that they all thought the shot was dead and nobody knew. And then Jimmy says he knew. He'd seen one earlier in that day just before the festival started. And that's when the sheriff kind of decides he's probably going to kill him. Yep. At least arrest him. Jimmy thinks this is totally irresponsible. Why should he suffer? He didn't kill anybody. But hey-ho, he starts to cruise her up and drives off. Hopefully for his sake, he gets off the island before the sheriff finds him. The sheriff continues to talk to Jimmy. Jimmy points out that all the people are at the docks and the pier. It's totally full, packed. The ferry won't be arriving to tomorrow. Sheriff tells him he's got to get there, calm people down, make sure nobody panics. And that's when we see three fins heading towards the pier. And then they leap out the water, smash into the pier, killing hundreds. It's when Jimmy finally gets there, gets a bullhorn, starts to organise the survivors. Not very well it has to be said, but well, at least now Angus has turned up with a bloody big gun. <laughs> Could be that he's the saviour of the day. Angus is certainly sceptical about the ability of the Sheriff's Department to actually do anything to save the population. He has his own ideas. You think guns are going to stop a pack of man-eating sand terminators? Angus has a plan. All it takes is Jerry, the Doc, and the Sheriff to actually follow through with it. I have no idea what the plan is, but I'm sure they'll show us. Right, the idea ain't too bad. They're going to lure the sharks upstream into a canyon, a box canyon. Maybe even an old gravel pit of some sort. And while they're swimming in the sandy surface, they're going to fry the sand. Basically glass it and trap the sharks inside. Going to need a bigger beach though. Nice one. <laughs> Sandy has the idea of using the speakers from the festival, the vibration in the ground to draw the sharks in. And Jimmy says he's got some sort of accelerant that will burn at 2000 degrees. 
which will turn the sand into glass. This is Jimmy though, so I'm sceptical. The speakers are set on the beaches, Chum is laid down, Jimmy brings his napalm, God knows where he got that from. Angus, again, is sceptical, that's his default view of life it seems. They uh, pull out an old 33, start playing it, The Ride of the Valkyries, excellent choice. The music builds, the sharks appear, the fins, one, two, three, four, five sharks, a sixth. They travel up the stream, the sand stream, <laughs> and get to uh, the killing ground where they start circling the speaker, and then the speaker cuts out. Some of the cabling come loose. Jimmy can't believe he's saying it, but he's going to go out and uh, fix the speaker. Uncanny, really. This isn't like Jimmy at all. And Jimmy refuses to take the gun the sheriff offers him. He even refuses to shake his hand. <laughs> oh, Jimmy's a dick. Anyhow, he runs out, he weaves, he dodges the CGI fins. <laughs> he gets to the speaker and finds out that the cord has been bitten through. Can't be fixed. So Jimmy's all by himself standing on a couple of speakers. What will happen to Jimmy? Uh, I don't know. I don't want him to survive, really, because he's, he's been all right. <laughs> he has. Uh, come on, let's see what's going to happen. It's not looking good. And in an act of extreme self-sacrifice, Jimmy starts running around singing Row, Row, Row Your Boat, and slowly but surely the sharks start to follow him. And he gets to the kill ground and he just falls flat on his back and starts making sand angels. And it's at this point that brave Jimmy follows his dad into the afterlife as three of the sharks come and rip him to bits. God bless Jimmy. Angus gets his gun, flamethrower attachment naturally, opens up on the sand, the sand catches fire with an apalm, burns fiercely and as it solidifies the sharks are trapped in it. Angus has turned out to be probably the hero of the hour. Who would have thought it? Of course the movie isn't over yet, is it? It looks like all the shots killed were the children, the babies, because on the ridge line, a couple hundred feet above them, we see the biggest bin moving through. And we see the sheer face of the cliff. Angus is staring at it. He knows what's coming. We know what's coming. And out comes the biggest sand shot we've seen so far. And Angus is no more. Sandy and the Sheriff make a run for it. I think they're doomed, but let's find out. Naturally, as they hide in the little shack, it bursts through the floor, starts trying to chomp away at him. Bullets are doing no good. Sandy is trying to get the flamethrower working, that's no good. She finally grabs a canister and throws it right into its mouth, and it starts chewing on it. The Sheriff jumps out of the window, he drags Sandy after him, and they both make a run for it. It looks like slow motion, but actually, like, they're literally running in emulating slow motion mode. Although, we do get at least one shot where it's definitely, definitely slow motion, because, well, this is one of those movies where they make the most of any woman that's got a bit of cleavage. Anyhow, boom, the shark finally bites through the napalm canister, it explodes, and they are covered in guts. In fact, you can you can tell by the way the, the guts and the intestines are being thrown. It's off camera. The prop master is probably just throwing buckets of crap at them. <laughs> but it works. It doesn't have to be fantastic. we just got to cheer for the good guys and the demise of the Zanjarks. And later that day, we finally see Erin leaving the trailer after escaping from the Zanjark. 
and <laughs> sacrificing a friend. He gets a phone call. No, don't know where Jimmy is. Don't know where uh, Amanda is, you know. Oh, you want to host a, a beach party? I she can help you with that. Or at least that was the plan. Because you know what's happening. Yep, there's always one left. And you say you want to throw a beach party? Yes, yes, I can help you. Beach parties are to die for. And that was Sand Sharks. One of the better shark movies around. A reasonably well-produced movie. Uh, some decent actors. Although, uh, a lot of wooden performances. Uh, the movie was let down by maybe some of the direction. The director could have been uh, a little bit more aggressive with the actors to get them to give a better performance. The story, no problem with that at all. Corin Nemec is excellent as it. I remember this because of Corin Nemec. He made a couple of B-monster movies around the similar time, Sand Sharks and Dragon Wasp, which were both fantastic. A lot of fun. Of course, if you don't like this sort of movie, you're just not going to like it no matter what, because you'd call it cheap and cheerful. But I enjoyed it. Great fun. Right, up next. I know what I'm going to be watching next. I'll tell you about it when I release it. But it stars, or at least it features, a couple of people from Stargate. Maybe not A-list, but certainly up there. Anyhow, if you want to join me on the podcast to talk about Stargate, or talk about a movie or TV show related to Stargate, please get in touch. Stargatearchives at gmail.com. Stargatearchives.com. Uh, we are, of course, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Podbay, Stitcher, TuneIn. We've got RSS feeds you can manually add to any podcatcher. You'll find us on Facebook and Tumblr. And on Twitter, we are at TheGateCast. Certainly uh, feel free to rate and review us. Follow us on any other social media. More than happy to have you along for the ride. Hope you've enjoyed my discussion of Sun Sharks. Go and watch the movie. See what you think. Let me know what you think. Until next time, though. I've been Mike. Take care. Bye-bye.